Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Gonna talk about Jack Butcher. Everything he touches is turned into gold. But first we're gonna talk about a quick market overview. Volumes were pretty slow. Uh, this was the lowest ETH volume that we've had since December 10th. Uh, floor prices inched a little bit lower, not a whole lot of movement. You know, Izuki was strong up about 3%, but that was offset by weakness by cool in cool cats, gutter cats, uh, and clone X, which were all down 4% or more mid caps also down a fair bit. That was due to the weakness in chimpers, quirkies, MFers offset a bit by strength in sappy seals. In terms of art blocks, there were five projects that did 10 ETH of volume or more. The most was in gazers where you had three sales. Uh, 66 ETH of volume. Those sales were a touch below floor price, but still led the charts in terms of volume. And overall, where was the most volume? It was all in Jack Butcher projects. You can see checks at the top and then Opepin Edition, Merge VV also on that top 10. Digging in a little bit more there, just VV checks. Quick reminder, there are 16,027 of them. They were minted for $8 about four weeks ago. The price has gone parabolic. Floor price got as high as 1.5 ETH yesterday. We're at 1.3 ETH now. Other projects that Jack Butcher has also have gone parabolic. VV Merge was an open edition he did in September. Almost 30,000 were minted. It was below 0.01 ETH at the beginning of the year, up to 0.07 ETH now, you know, completely straight up. Opepin edition, another Jack Butcher project, almost 16,000 minted. Yeah, that floor price has gone from 0.05 three days ago to 0.17 now. So really just so much up and to the right happening here. Quick reminder, let's just go over VB checks again, really briefly. You start with these 80 check NFTs. You can convert them into a unique 80 check and then into 40, 20, 10, 5, 4, 1. And then once you get those individual checks, you know, each, to each step requires burning two of the prior. Once you get to that one, you can burn 64 of those to get to the famous, the all exciting black check. Now, if everybody burns everything down to the black checks, you get to about 3.9 black checks. So you max out at three total that can be burned. Now, what I wanted to look into is what is the market currently pricing these black checks at? And if you take the current floor price and back it all the way down, the market's currently saying each of these black checks, all three of them will be worth $8.8 million each or 5,328 ETH. Now, as we say, or as Warren Buffett says, the market is a voting machine in the short run and NFTs are total voting machines. We're in the voting machine game, but it is worth looking at the weighing machine as well. What is the market saying about the value of these black checks relative to other NFTs? You know, it's saying that it's worth three times the ETH of the biggest X copy sale ever. You know, that was it, 1600 ETH. Obviously ETH was a lot higher than, but still worth more in US dollars than right-click save, uh, which was, you know, the biggest X copy one of one. One sale, it's saying it's worth mo more than four gold apes, I believe times two. If you look at where the previous four gold apes sold on OpenSea and multiply that by two, I think you get to the value in ETH terms of where the blackjack is right now. And it's not worth more than both of these eight CryptoPunks, you know, but it is worth more than each of them individually. These sold for 3,300 and 2,700 ETH. So really the market is currently saying that these blackjacks are gonna be perhaps the biggest NFT ever outside of alien punks and a few others. Um, so I don't know, that's just kind of basically what you're buying at these prices. One thing I do love about what Jack Butcher is doing is he's using the attention. This is an attention economy and he's using the attention on him right now for good. Recently launched a mint uh, where every one of these 
that you would buy. It was the, these plates. Everyone feeds 100 people. He donates it to a charity that feeds underprivileged people in America. And he's already minted 16710 to raise $167,000. Uh, just awesome to see even more. They're 1050 So just I, I love to see this. You know, Jack Butcher, you know, he, he has a 2.5% royalty. You know, he didn't take any of these for himself. He charged $8 for the checks. I think this guy's just doing good things with the attention he has. And I do love to, uh, I do love to see that. Next story, Manifold adds a fee structure. As many of you know, Manifold has become the de facto place to mint NFTs. They also added this burn mechanism to their platform, which is what really changed the game for how we experience NFTs today. And their usership has just gone through the roof. You can see there's something like 80,000 unique wallets interacting with their platform per week. Just come, you know, up so much versus when they launched just in September. If you look at total claims per week, and this isn't each individual claiming, this is how many creators have put an NFT on Manifold. You know, again, just up something like 5x, 6x since the beginning of November. Uh, just huge growth over the past couple of months. Something like 2,300 claims uh, uh, per week. Now, they've been doing this whole thing for free, not making any money. Recently announced that they're going to start charging a flat fee every time someone mints a new NFT. I think this, you know, they're, they're continuing to make it free for creators and just one, you know, we don't know the exact number, but the rumor is $1. I don't know if that's the exact number. I kind of like this. I think buyers are used to already paying gas fees, which can be two, $3, sometimes a lot more that we experienced a year ago. So this just adds $1. I think it's good when companies doing good work in our space, make money. You know, I'm very happy to see that. And I think this is an addition that people aren't going to notice all that much. I kind of like this chart. One of the things they said was they wanted to keep that fee really low, but they also wanted to make it a flat fee because they don't want to be incentivized internally to build products that gets creators, you know, uh, charging more money. They, they wanted just something where everybody's the same. And I think that's a pretty good principle. Fourth thing to talk about also on the product side is that OpenSea added a three hour wait window. Now to explain what this is, basically when you transfer an NFT, you know, from you to someone else, from you to another wallet, if you're going to accept a bid, if you're going to accept a weath bid, you have to wait three hours uh, before you're allowed to do it. This is something that they took from Blur. Blur has been doing this for a little while. Why do they do this? Because the most common thing with, with robbery, with theft, with scams, is that they, the wallet, the NFT gets transferred to a new wallet and it gets dumped on the weath bid right away. And that's created a problem for them. Uh, the problem is that there are tons and tons of stolen assets kind of getting, getting sold to unknowing buyers. If you look at this chart, this looks at what percentage of assets are currently frozen, uh, currently frozen you know, per collection. And you can see, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club at 1.7%. Clonex is at the bottom of these higher end NFTs at 1.2%. We're basically saying that if you have a high end NFT right now, there is a more than one out of 100 chance that it is going to get frozen. And OpenSea is at least doing at one step here towards trying to prevent unknowing buyers from buying them. I think it's cool. I've been a very outspoken person about the frozen asset policy. I don't think it's a great policy. I don't think it really helps that many people. And I think it does cause some damage, but it's good to see OpenSea taking some steps in this direction. Now, one thing that OpenSea also did is that they allow you to use delegate.cash to transfer to your own wallet. Obviously, a risk in this system is that if you move an NFT from a cold wallet to a hot wallet, you can't accept a weath bid. You know, what they've done though is they've worked with Fubar's company, delegate.cash. Now what delegate.cash does 
It's an on-chain registry, so visible for everyone, that basically says which hot wallets are connected to cold wallets. Okay, so you can go into your cold wallet. You know, it obviously becomes a little less cold when you interact with delegate.cash, but say these three wallets are wallets that I want to act on my behalf. If OpenSea sees that the wallet that it's been transferred to is in that registry with, with the cold wallet, it will allow you to accept the weak bid. So that is one thing they are doing. I think they were concerned you know, with, with wallets moving or with NFTs moving from cold to warm uh, that people wouldn't be able to sell their own NFTs. Uh, and this is something that they've done to get around that. So that, that is also very cool to see. Last thing to talk about, four notable sales from the day. We talked yesterday about crypto or about hoodie CryptoPunks. There was another sale. This was a hoodie CryptoPunk for four normal, uh, normal punks. The, I don't really think these were even four punks. These were four decently nice punks. And they added 13 ETH on top of that. So really showing that, you know, the hoodie punk is, is a true grail in the world of punks. Uh, another trade, and this was from Kevin Rose. Uh, Kevin Rose to 6529 transferred this last, self, last selfie by Xcopy. Last selfie is a one of 10 edition. You know, this wasn't done in time. I believe this was a bit of a trust trade. And I believe the price was around 250 ETH. Really cool, interesting, crazy piece from Xcopy. Kevin did say that he's trying to sell some of his NFTs because he wants to get right back into Chromie Squiggles. If anybody's listened to Kevin before, you know the man loves Chromie Squiggles. So perhaps that was what motivated this. Third trade, uh, a whale doodle sold for 40 ETH. There are four doodle or four whale doodles in total. So this really is a grail. You can see one of them sold for around 80 ETH, but I think 40 ETH is still a pretty nice price. Obviously a year ago, this goes for a whole lot more but still good to see some people creating liquidity for grails when, when the doodle floor has gone down to about six ETH uh, and change. And then lastly, lastly, the most expensive uh, sale on Super Rare. I just got familiar with this artist. I am Laurel, I believe his name. This piece called Almost Home, sold for 6.9 ETH. Uh, really cool artwork. She's an illustrator, designer, uh, has done work in some great publications. And I looked at her prior sales and there was a 5 ETH sale to Bat Soup Yum a 4.85 ETH sale to Cosimo. So great collectors getting excited about this artist. Really kind of fun, nostalgic, cool work. So nice to see that. That's all for today. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like the episode, then say you like it. If you really like it, subscribe to our channel. You'll hear more from us every day. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday and every weekday. Talk to you soon.